Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Hi, my name is Eric. I'm the youth pastor here at Transforming Life Church, and we're going to go into a time of giving. Uh, because you give during this whole COVID-19 pandemic, we've been able to bless a lot of families with our food pantry by giving them food and supplies, even toilet paper. You can't find that anywhere, but you can find that here at Transforming Life Church if you come to the food pantry. We've been able to be a blessing to our community, which is what we're all about. And we want to continue to be a blessing through your giving. The way you can give is you can go online to tlchurchpc.com. You can also give at the phone number that will be located on the screen by texting the word GIVE. Or you can also bring a check to our office or mail it in anytime during the week during our normal office hours. And now we're going to transition to our senior pastor, Kyle, as he gives us an encouraging word this Easter morning. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Uh, thank you for tuning in here to our uh, special Easter online worship experience. Thanks for joining us and all of the TLC family. Hey, go ahead. Why don't you go ahead in the comments right now and just uh, just post where you're watching from, who you're watching with. And uh, man, I'm excited to celebrate Jesus with you today, the risen Savior. Come on. He is risen. You can go ahead and shout wherever you are at and celebrate the Lord, but He is risen. What words, what a phrase, these three words that Jesus. Hey, happy Easter, happy Resurrection Sunday. So glad that you are tuning in with us for our special Easter online worship experience. Thank you for joining me and, and all of our TLC family. I want you to go ahead and take a few minutes and, and in the comments below, just, uh, just post like where you are watching from and, and who you're watching with. Uh, this morning, but I'm so excited to celebrate Jesus, the risen Savior, uh, with you today. Come on, He is risen. What words of hope that we have in that phrase, He is risen. These famous words have carried such hope and glory and power that have echoed throughout all of history. These famous words. I believe there's some famous last words out there as you watch movies and I'm a big movie buff and, and there's all these actors and characters that have these famous lines, these famous uh, last words. When I say Clint Eastwood, I can't help but think, do you feel lucky? What do you punk? Like that is Clint Eastwood uh, to me. I grew up in the 80s, so Mr. T was big back then and I used to watch the show A-Team. I loved that show and, and he would say, I've been the fool, right? Um, Mel Gibson from the movie Braveheart, uh, the very last scene that he has, he, uh, he shouts out one last cry of defiance as he's being tortured and killed. He says, freedom, right? Uh, I love uh, that movie as well. If maybe you were growing up and you ever had to face a bully, maybe you were thinking like, how do I, how do I face him, right? And, and maybe you caught yourself in the mirror trying your best Robert De Niro impersonation. And you're going, hey, you're talking to me right um maybe you've tried that that from him and then of course i can't leave the legendary arnold schwarzenegger off this list uh from terminator as he said i'll be back many of us have said that in one way shape or form but these famous uh last words are awesome and these famous words that we have from again all of history he is 
risen. They have brought us uh, so much hope. Maybe there's some famous last words that you just say each and every day. Like, I know we live in Plant City, so maybe you got a crazy redneck cousin or just someone you've been around that has said a time or two, hey, here, hold my beard, right? Uh, that means either something epic is about to happen or something extremely disastrous is about to happen, right? It's probably something disastrous is about to happen. Or someone that says, hey, watch this, <laughs> you know? Yeah, something, again, either epic is about to happen or something disastrous is about to happen. Maybe you're a husband or a dad and, and you try to be Mr. Fix-It and, uh, and you try to do a DIY project or you're working on the car and you say, hey, it shouldn't take too long. Usually that is just not the case, is it? It usually takes forever for whatever it is. Or, hey, this it should be easy. Uh, it's rarely ever easy, these famous uh, last words, right? When Jesus was on the cross, uh, he doesn't say very much. I mean, he couldn't. He was nailed up to the cross, and he was literally having to uh, hold himself up so that he could breathe. In fact, he died from asphyxiation because he couldn't breathe the way they had him hung up there. Uh, we catch him saying some things to the thief that was next to him. Um, he mentioned that I thirst. He mentioned, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He cries out to God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then before he breathes his last breath, he says these amazing words. It is finished. These famous last words of Jesus, it is finished, finished means so much for you and I today. In John chapter 19, verse 28 through 30. Later, knowing that all was now completed and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked up a sponge in it, but the sponge on the stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to the lips of Jesus. And when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. Can you imagine how the people felt in that moment? You've got the religious leaders all around. They're thinking, yes, yes, we, we won. Did it we accomplished uh, what we wanted to do right uh, you've got uh, the Roman centurion there that was at the bottom as Jesus gave up his last breath uh, we see this cataclysmic thing happen in the earth there's an earthquake and the earth went dark and, and everybody kind of freaks out and this Roman centurion freaks out and, and he looks at Jesus one more time and he says truly this is the Son of God. All of Jesus' believers, his, his mother, those that were there, um, they, they have probably this a crescendo of emotions at this point as like, because they've been following Jesus all this time and, and they, they're probably thinking, this can't be it. Is, is this it? We've been following this guy all this time and what, what do we do now? And, and I'm sure they were dealing with all of these emotions. It is finished. I want you to contemplate what that really means, what that means for you and I today. It is finished. It didn't mean uh, that his life was over, technically, yeah, physically, but, but there's more to come, right? It didn't mean that his work was completed because there's still some more to come. Come on, it was Friday, but Sunday was coming. Come on, he was about to rise again, right? And, and so this phrase, it is finished, there's a word for it. It's called tetelestai, right? And that means to end, complete, execute, or discharge a debt. So here's what that means for us. This word tetelestai was often referred to uh, for a servant returning to his master saying, it is finished, my work is done. It's also in reference to a merchant declaring the debt is paid in full for goods exchanged. 
It was also in reference to a priest that was then examining a, a lamb for sacrifice, saying, it is perfect, um, it, it is time for the sacrifice. All, all this is what it is finished really means for you. So I want to focus in on one of those. And that's simply this, that the debt has been paid. Listen, when Jesus died on that cross, when he said it is finished, he was saying the debt has been paid. The debt has been paid for you and I. Your sin is finished. That debt has been paid. Apart from Christ, um, we, we are sinners. But through him, through him standing in the gap for us, dying on the cross for us, our sins are forgiven. Your sin is finished. Your past is finished. Your struggle is finished. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because it is finished. We can cast our cares upon Jesus because it is finished. Jesus bore stripes for our healing and we are made whole because it is finished. We can now have a personal relationship with God the Father because it is finished and we now have eternal life because it is finished. Wow, that is incredible. You might as well go ahead and praise Jesus right now because it is finished. Tell us that the debt has been paid. These aren't just any words. These are Jesus' famous last words, and they set the captives free. Come on, maybe that has set you free today. Maybe there's been some things in your life that you have dealt with, that you have struggled with, and you have accepted Jesus into your life. Jesus changed everything in your life. You have been set free. You have been changed. Come on, if that's you this morning, I want you to go ahead and thank him for all that he's done for you. But maybe there's some out, out there right now. There's some of you that you have not experienced his amazing grace. You have not quite yet experienced his unfailing love. Can I encourage you this morning? Come on, there, there, there is better for you. Come on, there, there is better for you because Jesus paid it all. Listen, you don't have to struggle with your past anymore. You don't have to live with guilt and shame and regret right now, but you can enjoy a hope and a future in Jesus. Come on, he has a purpose for your life and all because it is finished. Jesus died for you. He paid it all. He laid his life down for you. Come on. As the song says, my chains are gone and we have been set free because it is finished. But there's more, isn't there, right? If we just stop right there, we would be missing everything. If we just stop right there, nothing changes. Jesus dies and that's just it. But there's more. In Matthew chapter 28 verses 1 through 6, uh, two women named Mary, they go to the tomb after Jesus died. They, they laid him in a tomb. And on the third day, on the Sunday morning, a morning much like this, as the sun is rising, we see these two women, these two women named Mary, they go to this tomb to check it out, right? And they're greeted by an angel. And this angel says, I know who you're looking for. This Jesus that you're looking for, he is not here. He is risen and that's why we celebrate today that's why we're celebrating here this morning because he is risen come on it is finished and he is risen what famous words that we have of hope because here's the deal if again if we just stop right there if jesus dies and that's it nothing changes right he isn't who he said he was but his claim was that he was the son of god he was the messiah he told them he would die on a cross and that he would rise again three days later. In fact, it was those claims that got him killed. It was that that got him uh, in trouble. Now, of course, there's skeptics that don't believe he rose again. 
They, they believe that someone just moved the body, uh, that someone took the body somewhere else. Uh, there were some that suggested that the Roman soldiers, they would steal uh, the body. But come on, the enemies would have loved to produce a dead body because here there is no body. So now everybody's thinking he is risen and now it's going to cause this crazy uh, uproar. And so his enemies would have loved to produce a body. So, so that just can't work. Um, someone suggests that his disciples took the body. So in other words, they overpowered these Roman guards that were guarding the tomb um, and somehow took the body. Somehow these simple men, these average uh, men, formed this coup and right and they they overpowered these guards and they pulled off the most elaborate um scheme of all time and kept it a secret right um listen the disciples they had nothing to gain and everything to lose by taking the body of jesus uh, they had no personal motive in fact they were all in mourning this had just happened they were all devastated by jesus's loss there was extreme personal loss that happened um, all but one would lose their life because of what they believe. Uh, all but one would be martyrs for Christ. And, and, and so there's all these skeptics that would suggest someone took body, and, and that, that just doesn't uh, pan out, that doesn't work out. And plus there are skeptics, James, the brother of Jesus. He didn't believe, he didn't believe, but he uh, later on converts. Um, the apostle Paul was a skeptic. He was Saul the great persecutor and he has this great conversion experience and he comes to believe. So there's those uh, testimonies that saw Jesus after he had rose again. Come on, uh, it happened, it happened. He is risen and because he is risen, there is proof. Because he is risen, that, 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 that proves the claim that he is the son of God, that he came to do what he came to do. He said he would die, he said he would rise again. He said he was the Messiah, the son of God. And because of his resurrection, that makes it possible for us, right? Death could not hold him. Come on, somebody. He took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Through his victory on, now you have victory over sin and your struggles. Come on, he is risen. Luke 24, 5. In Luke's account, the women, they were scared when the angel was there and spoke to them and said, hey, he, he's not here. He is risen. In fact, they say this, this uh, crazy thing. They, they give him this question, right? And they say, why do you look for the living among the dead? Think about that for a minute. He told these women, why are you looking for the living among the dead? In other words, Jesus is alive. He is, he is risen. Why are you here looking for the living among the dead? But don't we do that too today? Don't we still do that? Don't we look for comfort in things and in others, right? Don't we, don't we look for our identity in all sorts of things? Don't we seem to trust in the things of this world? We often look for life in things that lead to death. We often look for a savior in all the wrong places. We, we do the very same thing that those two women did. We often look for the living among the dead. But Jesus, he died for us so that we can live life to the fullest. Don't you want to live life to the fullest? He died for us. He said it was finished. Your debt is paid. And when he rose from the grave, he sealed the deal for us to know him personally and to experience his amazing love and unending grace. Come on, if you know him this morning, maybe this is a reminder for you of all that he has done. If you don't know him today, 
Would you put your hope in Him? Would you put your trust in Him? Would you put your hands in the hands of our Savior Jesus? Those nail-scarred hands, those hands that, that, that were, were lifted up and nailed to a cross so that you and I could live. He is Jesus the Messiah. He is the Son of God. His death and His resurrection prove that for us today. Come on, it is finished. He is risen. Come on, this, this is Easter. Would you pray with me this morning? Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you, God. I'm so thankful that you died for me, that you bore stripes for my healing, that you shed your blood for my sin. But God, I'm even more thankful that you didn't just die, you rose again. You took victory over death, hell, and the grave so that I could live, Lord. And I pray that anyone that is watching this today, if they don't know you, if they haven't experienced a relationship with you, if they haven't experienced your love and your grace and mercy this morning, God, that they would simply take a moment right now and just cry out to you and pray. Jesus, I believe in you. I accept you in my heart. Would you forgive me of my sins and start a relationship with you today? Father, for the rest of us, Lord, we celebrate you today. We honor you today. We thank you for all that you are and all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, happy Easter. So glad that you're tuning in with us today. Do us a favor. If you go ahead and hit the like button, go ahead and share this if, if you want. If you, if you liked what you heard, share this on your page and post so that people can be encouraged and people can experience the hope and love of Jesus this Easter today. Hope you have a great rest of your day as you celebrate and however you're doing that. But we love you. God bless you. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Sunday. We'll see you. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.